0: Hey guys, I got great news for you if you like fantasy sports like I like fantasy sports. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two in case of emergency picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop bet has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. So, for example, will Steph Curry score over or under 25 points? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Guys, do me a favor, enter promo code LAKERS upon sign-up, to have your first deposit match $10 instantly, but it's a minimum $10 deposit. And you can find this on any of the app stores under Thrive Fantasy.
1: How y'all gonna lose Kobe for LeBron? What? what? God, a and Lonzo Ball? Nah, 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 nah. Step your game up, buddy. Please. Welcome to the Lakers Unfiltered. Right. 24 Black Mamba, yeah, you know that we kill them. Okay. Any team stepping up, yeah, you know that we drill them. Roger, right. Josh, Jason, really wanna know your opinion. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Lakers Unfiltered. That's right. Welcome to the Lakers Unfiltered. Please don't come with that nonsense unless you talk talking that realness. Right. And if you come with that bull, we let the world hear it. Right. Welcome to the Lakers Unfiltered. Right. Welcome to the Lakers Unfiltered. Okay. We really wanna know your opinion. Okay. We really wanna know your opinion, Welcome to the Lakers of Right Welcome to the Lakers right. of That's right We really wanna know your opinion Right We really wanna know your opinion, uh uh-huh. Please don't come with that nonsense Please Talk realness For real Don't talk none of that stuff that they talk about on Sports Center. None of that Seriously Talk that realness For real Please gonna let the world hear
2: uh. what's up laker nation basketball nation uh here's an, our next version of our podcast coming out today we have a special guest with us oliver maroney He has his own podcast called Positionless. He is also one of the uh, big three reporters and also covers the NBA. So we're going to get into this. Um, My name is Josh Oliver. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lakers Unfiltered. We also have Roger and Jay, which are the two other co-hosts. Very cool.
3: Nice to meet you guys. Nice to to meet you. So, I'm going to start it off. What is it like
2: working for the big three in Ice Cube?
3: It's, uh, it's hard to describe. You know, I, uh, I, get, I get asked this question quite frequently about, like, what Cube is and who he is and how it is working for a league that's started by him. And uh, it's amazing. I mean, look, it's, uh, it's like I call it an extended family. Um, every single guy knows you. Uh, whether you've known him for five days or whether you've known him for years. And uh, Cube, you know, everything comes from him. It's the top down, you know. So the way he approaches, you know, doing media, chatting with people, uh, being as approachable as he is, I think people just uh, – it's contagious. They feed off of it. And so uh, it's just fun, man. It's fun to be a part of it. It's a fun to to know him. Uh, it's fun to just be a part of this league. You know, it's groundbreaking in a lot of senses. There's not many professional sports <laughs> leagues that are started by a hip hop artist, director, producer, writer. I mean, I go down the list, everything that he has touched, he's made success out of. Yep. And so it's, it's just fun, man. It's fun. It's inspiring. It's motivating. Um, yeah, I'm just blessed to, to be in the situation that I've been in for the past few seasons, you know, covering the league, helping out in any way that I possibly can.
4: Yeah, you guys just recently uh, announced a broadcast deal with CBS, yes. so you guys are going to be prime time.
3: Prime this- time, yeah. So we'll be on big CBS a few times. It'll be on CBS Sports, kind of like what the draft was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's big time. You know, we were on Fox past couple seasons, but now uh, CBS has brought us in. It's it's going to be fun. Mike Rapp is still going to be on the sidelines. Uh, okay. Jay Crawford did our draft, which was great. Uh, I don't know who the broadcast crew will be, but... I'm assuming they'll probably bring back some of those names that we had previously. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah.
5: So with it being such a new league and, you know, it's, it's really, really started to get big over the last couple of years. um, How do you see it continuing to grow? I mean, we've added a bunch of names,
3: right. But secondly, I think just the competitiveness has gotten stronger. You know, the first year, you think back and Trilogy was undefeated. That's Kenya Martin's team. Uh, Rashad McCants was on that team, yeah. Al Harrington. And they went undefeated pretty easily until about the semifinals and the finals. They had a couple of hiccups along the way, but for the most part, you know, the competition, uh, it, it was top heavy. We had a couple of really good teams and then the rest of the teams, you know, most of them had losing records. And now you look at the league, just a couple seasons uh, in the future from that. And, um, you know, last year power wins it, but nobody really knew what was going to happen. There was a lot of teams in the running. Um, and there's a lot more competitiveness involved. And I think teams are starting to take it more seriously. You know, uh, the first year trilogy was like one of the only teams to religiously practice when they got to wherever they were playing and, uh, before they were playing and most other teams did not. So, uh, uh, you know, and now, I mean, like last season, you have every team practicing. They're all like scheming up different plays. They're, I mean, Q Rich was telling me they. Were, Nancy was sending them video, uh, was sending them all sorts of different stuff to to look over and review. They'd have team calls, team dinners. You know, that's kind of how this has evolved into a, a legitimate league, not just a retired league, but a legitimate professional sports league. So do you think like that, you know, that first year it was
5: hard to get some of the bigger name retired players because they wanted to see if this was like a real thing. But now that it's starting to grow and become more legitimate, do you see like some of the other big name guys?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Gilbert, um, I brought Gilbert out for season one and he came to a practice. He loved it. Uh, and he came out to the games and, um, you know, he, he expressed interest in it then, but, uh, it took some time to get him to, to come over, you know. He wanted to see what the what the product would look like. And uh, he wanted to make sure he was going to be in the best shape. I think, you know, people think of this as like, hey, we're going to go reach out to all the biggest names and we're going to try and get them. That's not really how it works. You know, a lot of the times I think it's on the players to reach out to us. And I think it's also on the players to be ready. You know, uh, Cube's saying since the beginning of this league's since the beginning of – the league has been it ain't your name it's about your game and it reigns true and so like you know you see guys that have been in this league two three four seasons and uh you know it's it's about how they've played you know alan iverson is in the in the league right now and i go back to this all the time and i, I don't mean to harp on it i don't mean to throw shade at alan iverson at all i love alan iverson you know he's an inspiration he's a monumental player, a figure in basketball, one of the key names, the key people. But um, when he came into the big three, everybody will tell you he wasn't competitively ready to be in that environment. He didn't expect the competition to be where it was. And so when he played not great, because that's what he was used to playing like, you know, when he was in the NBA, he was a great player. He was the best player on the floor nine times out of ten. When he got on the floor and he wasn't the best player on the floor, I think it took him back. And I think it takes a lot of players back. And uh, so you have to be ready. Um, I can't stress it enough because I think a lot of guys just think they could just jump in and just be okay. I think Gilbert really looked at it and said, look, I'm not in shape right now. I got to get back in shape. And so that's why he, he waited a season before he jumped in. So these guys have to be ready.
2: Yeah, even watching it and seeing how scrappy it was, I was like, man, because these are guys that have played in the league for years, you know, older, retired, or just out of the league. But I remember I was watching a game. I can't recall – what two teams it was, but I remember watching uh, Abdul Raouf. And I was like, he is scrapping. Like, there was no let-up. Like, he was talking crap the whole time, and he was playing hard defense. He was getting, like, shovey. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, you know, like, he's an older gentleman. But for him to be (laughs) that competitive still, I'm like, Jesus.
3: Yeah, (laughs) no, he's one of the toughest competitors there is. I mean, and you look at him, he's, what, 49? Uh, he was one of the best players in the league last year, and he keeps his body in great shape. He eats right. He knows how to treat his body. He, you know, does all the different exercises and stretches and everything else to get his body prepared and ready to go before a game. Um, and this is, this is, you know, what's interesting is players don't lose the skill to play this game. That's not really how it works in the NBA. Like you guys know, you see these players, they just get tired. You know, they they yeah. run up and down a floor for 82 games. They're going on back-to-backs flying across country and waking up and then going to hoop another day. And like their bodies, when you get up to 30, 35, 36, 37, 38, whatever, your bodies just can't handle the wear and tear. And for this, you know, you you still see in a three on three setting, you still see the best of what they have. You still see the skills. They can still shoot the basketball. Like Jason Terry is still a great shooter. Gilbert arenas is still a great shooter. They're great in pick and roll situations. They understand the game. Their IQ is on point. The things they can't do is run up and down a court for 82 games. And so what Ice yeah. Cube has done, and I think it's really brilliant, is he's taken a game inside of a game and turned it into its own thing. And so people can really appreciate, especially the old school basketball fans that grind it out, hard-nosed 80s, 90s basketball, where you have post moves and back to the basket and just the – the movement off the ball and the, the defense that's being played, it's hard-nosed three-on-three basketball. And uh, every possession matters. It's not like the NBA. You can't take a possession off. So he's created something where these guys can thrive. They can still be themselves. But at the same time, uh, you know, they don't have the wear and tear on their bodies like they're used to in, in an NBA setting and for 82 games. So I think it's great, like it's, like you guys were talking about.
2: Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest thing is the originality of it, because we all see these copycat leagues or copycat. Yeah. Like startup leagues that try and fail right away, like an XFL or something like that, you know, but you can see like it's completely different from the NBA, but it's still with the same competitiveness. So it still has that draw to where people are like, man, I want to see this because it's competitive and it brings a different aspect to it, you know? Like, you want to tune in because you don't know who is runner. Like, last season, you know, is uh, Metal World Peace going to get into a fight next week? Like, <laughs> you don't know what's going on, you know? And you got a lot of guys that had very clashy personalities in the NBA, and you're putting them on a street ball setting. And I'm like, this is so interesting. <laughs> like, I want to see how this dynamic is
3: going to work. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like I said, I, I can't speak highly enough about it um and there's more things to come you know every year there's always players that pop in uh you know lamar odom this year has been great gilbert arenas we got a great group of coaches um it's great i mean it's just it's a it's a wonderful league it's it's something that i think is going to be around for a long time and i think you know you look at it there's butts in the seats uh we sell out almost every arena we go to uh the tv ratings are good uh we beat out nba summer league last year which, I mean, that's the only thing we're competing against really in the summer. So if you think about it that way, I mean, Ice Cube's done a phenomenal job of putting this thing together and keeping it running. And uh, this isn't a startup league anymore. I I don't really feel that way. You know, at this point, this is a league. It's here to stay. Now it's just a matter of growing and getting better every single season.
2: Yeah, I mean, and he he was really smart on how he did it. I mean, like I said, you get – you got a lot of controversial players, a lot of hard-nosed players, but then you go and get Michael Rappaport, which is, like, one of the most controversial sports fans ever. Like, I follow him on IG just to see what he's going to say <laughs> about something. And I'm like, this guy is, like, my idol because he doesn't hold back. Like, he just says what he wants to say with, like, not caring about the repercussions. And I'm like, this is the best ever.
3: Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, Mike Rapp is – uh one of the best, man. He's a genuine dude. He'll say, speak the facts, say the truth. He's not afraid to speak out. And, um, you know, the coverage of the league has also been a, a really cool thing. And, you know, honestly, like uh, season one, you know, uh, we look, I look back on that. We, we had rule changes yeah. mid-season. You know, yeah. we, we, at first it was to 60. They changed it to 50 because the games took too long. You know, unlike the NBA, unlike a lot of these very, very structured leagues, Ice Cube is creative enough to say, look, the players don't like to play to 60. Let's put it to 50. It's too long of a game. Uh, hey, uh, hand checking, let's just have it. Screw the why, – why, why should that be a foul? You know, um, we want a four-point shot. Let's put a four-point shot in. Let's see how it goes. Um, the refs are willing to do it, the, co- the coaches, the players. And they, that's what is great about it is you're actually hearing from players – that they're that Ice Cube <clears> and the leadership are listening, and uh, it's important. It's important to have that because players want to be heard, and I know that everybody speaks that in the NBA. But it's not always the case. I mean, we talk about the officials every single season in the NBA, and what have they done? Almost nothing. Every single season, it's yeah, the same thing. True. So I think for me, it's great because uh, they're willing to adapt, they're willing to change, they're willing to do things that are outside the box, and uh, you have to do that. If you want to stay alive in this sort of industry to be a league, you know, against the big four that is in the, you know, in this country right now, uh, you got to be innovative. You got to do something different. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's been great. So Oliver, what what we're
4: wanting to do for, for our listeners and, you know, everybody else out there that's going to, you know, we want people to hear about this and know about this. So people that don't know about the big three, what is the big three? Give us a breakdown. How does this all happen? What, what happens here?
3: Yeah, so think of it like um, a rock band tour with your favorite basketball players. And they keep a ranking of who's winning, who's losing. And at the end of the season, we have a semifinal and a, and a championship game. But to, to dwindle it down even more, to get into the basics, it's three-on-three basketball. The first to, to 50 points wins. Uh, shot clock, 14 seconds. Uh, so it's nice. quick. You make it, make it fast. Um, and, you know, there's hand checking. Uh, they let a lot of stuff fly. Elbows, uh, post moves are, are utilized <laughs> to the extreme of the extreme.
1: Okay. Um,
3: you know, think of it like 80s and 90s basketball with the flavor of today. And It's like kind of a mixture because you get the four-point shot. We have four-point shots. There's circles, three of yeah. them above the three-point line. Uh, if you hit them, all you have to do is have one foot on uh, inside the circle to be able to have it counted as a four-point shot. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. First to 50 It's very similar to, like, pick up basketball, but in a little bit more competitive setting with referees and a little more organization involved. Uh, we got 12 teams. Um, so, two. basically, we had a, a couple of expansion teams this year. I think we had uh, four expansion teams. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's growing. It's growing. It's improving. Lisa Leslie is one growing. of the coaches, Nancy Lieberman. The coaches is probably the, the most amazing portion of this. He has the most iconic names for coaches. I mean, you talk about it, Rick Mahorn. Uh, Clyde was a coach. Then Nancy Lieberman stepped in for, uh, for Clyde. Uh, you've got Rick Barry. Um, I could go down the list. Dr. J, George Gervin, the Iceman. Um, wow. I mean, these are legends and they're coaching. They're on the sidelines. They're smack talking. Charles Oakley's the coach of uh, Steven Jackson's team. And that's always fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, like, those two going at it is – it's just like – It's, it's all, all talk
5: all Yeah, time.
3: it's yeah. fun to watch. Um, but that's – I mean, the essence of the league is really, you know, think of it like pick up basketball with your favorite superstars. Kind of think of it like, you know, when, when you – I don't know if you guys ever played, like, the backyard yeah. school games. I don't know if you remember those, the backyard basketball. Oh, or yeah. Something oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, You know, it's kind of similar to that. You know, you piece together your own team and you kind of see these guys grow, build together, win games, lose games, go to a championship. But uh, it means a lot. Um, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to go back and just look at some of the footage from the championship game last year and just to see what it means to guys who've never won a championship before and to see that. Because we still have the champagne. We still have all the fun stuff at the end. I mean, I'm telling you, the locker room atmosphere, I have never been a part of something so crazy and wild in my life. Uh, Both seasons have been amazing. Uh, It's just great. And, um, yeah, so for everybody who wants to check it out, I mean, Big 3, at the Big 3 is kind of all the social media stuff you can check out. You know, Gilbert Arena. Gilbert Arenas hitting nine out of ten four-point shots the other day. Um, Just a ton of stuff. Uh, Greg Oden was just drafted in the league. Royce White. Got a ton of new faces, Larry Sanders. Um, but, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. So, Oliver. So,
5: with the influx of all this new talent in the league this year.
3: I mean, it's still got to be power. I mean, I, I think it's funny that people are like, yo, the enemies or, yo, 300 monsters or all these other teams. Look, there, there's some favorites out there for sure. But power is, is the favorite. If I'm going with anybody, it's power. These guys, you got Power. So, to give you an idea, Power won the championship last year. It's Nancy Lieberman coached, Katino Mobley, Corey Maggetti, uh, and Quinton Richardson. And then you got Big Baby and Chris Anderson down low, and Ryan Gomes is wow. kind of the alternate. So, they got two big guys down low that are all virtually unguardable in this league. Big Baby especially. You just He's huge. Yeah. Uh, and so, oh. he's a monster. And uh, that team oh. – went did really well Corey mcgetty was basically the mvp did an incredible job last season coming off of an achilles injury the season prior and so they're the favorite but if you're going to go with second and third favorites i think the enemies are right up there that's a new team it's an expansion team they got lamar odom and gilbert with rick mahorn coaching and you got royce white the number one pick who absolutely showed out in the combine like this man is every bit as talented as people say he is. And uh, wouldn't be shocked if he's the MVP. Well, I mean, he should be –
5: well, yeah, because he should be in the NBA right now. But the whole flying thing is what – you know, that's why he couldn't really hang in the NBA for too long because of the whole flying thing. But, you know, like, for me, being the Lakers unfiltered podcast, I have a soft spot in my my
3: heart for the Lamar Odom enemies team. and like It's going to be fun, man. Lamar Odom – It'll be interesting to see him hoop again. I haven't seen him hoop in a long time and uh, he's he's talking a lot of smack right now. So uh, (laughs) I hope he can back it up. I really do. Uh, No, no, he's, he's a genuinely good dude, like super nice. Um, And I I think they're right up there at the top um, in terms of uh, favorites. I mean, Gilbert looks as good as he's looked in my opinion in a while. And he looks like he's in shape and ready to go. And, He's talking a lot, a lot of smack. And, uh, you know, in this league, if you talk a lot of smack and you don't back it up, um, you're going to re- run off the court pretty quickly. So I'd be surprised if he's uh, not going to back it up.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I said, like, like you said, you put them in the right setting and it's like they – you can tell that they still have it. And I'm like – I mean, even the games that I've seen, I'm like, Corey Maggette. Quentin Richardson, like Katina Mobley. I haven't seen Katina Mobley in
3: forever. I didn't even know that he was still play basketball. That man it, it, is nasty. Yeah. yeah it like he's on crazy. The, yeah, he plays in the Drew League sometimes, and he's good, man. He's, he's as solid as he gets. His basketball cue is off the charts, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't stack up the box score as much as people would assume, um, but he does everything for that team, uh, pass, defense, assists, rebounds, anything. Um, the shot that he made to win the championship last year, uh, like a one footed kind of fadeaway ish jumper in mid range. And, uh, yeah, he's just, he's good. He's just a very polished basketball player. A lot of these guys, that's the thing. I mean, I think as you progress in your basketball career, whether you're, you know, 25, 30, 35, whatever, as you grow older, you learn more about the game and you learn more about yourself and what you can and can't do. And I think that's what separates these guys from maybe NBA players or other players is that they're a lot smarter. So the defense is much harder. Um, They close down quicker. They understand kind of where people are going to go, what tendencies they have. Um, And then on offense, you know, they're just a lot smarter. They know that they can't jack up threes every single time they, they get the ball or else they're wasting possessions and every possession counts in this game.
2: Yeah, it's true. Oh, man, guys, just in, Katie left the game with an Achilles injury. Uh-oh. Not How did that change the series? <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Not good. Oh, boy. Not good at all. I'm telling you, I think Houston could sneak this out. I would still – I've been holding out hope for this Houston Rockets team for a few years. Every Laker fan has killed me for years <laughs> because of my Houston Rockets uh, James Harden takes. And um, you know, I gotta say, I just I, I, they're, they're, at some point in time the Houston Rockets are gonna beat this Warriors team. Now, maybe it's not this year, but sure felt like this year was gonna be their year if they were gonna do it.
2: Well, I mean, if he did tear his Achilles, that Ooh. definitely shifts the series into their favor. What about free agency?
3: Um, Changes free agency too. Completely, that yeah. a whole other thing. Completely. Well, I mean, we'll still take him. <laughs> we'll still take him at a discount. Take him at a veteran's minimum and have him play <laughs> alongside LeBron James next season, yeah, like late in the season, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Yeah.
5: There you yeah. go. Run time for the playoffs. But yeah, I just watched it right now and he was running up the court and then all of a sudden and now he can't even
3: non-contact move. yeah he's he's, ooh. he's walking like kobe walks yeah oh man that's a bummer he's been balling out too i've been really impressed with yeah. the way he's been playing all season that looked just like how kobe hurt his bummer kind of thing oh man uh i don't want to hear the excuses oh. either oh my god what you know warriors fans are gonna make the excuse if houston yeah, beats them, say, oh well we didn't have kd <laughs> yeah. That's exactly
5: that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I mean that's a that's I mean he, he he's he's either playing the best or the second best in, in the entire playoffs. So that's that's a, that's a huge loss. Oh,
3: it's brutal. It's brutal, obviously. but now it's it's Steph's turn to step up if he can. Maybe he can step up. Maybe uh Aisha will give him a little push and uh, <laughs> now we'll see what happens here.
2: Not with her comments <laughs> that, she, that she made earlier today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. It's, uh, oh, boy. I'm a, yeah, I, I got French my Warriors, TV on, so we'll, too. So. Let's, see uh, let's see. Oh, man. Should be fun. It's going to be a fun playoffs, man. It's, it's, just, it's been fun so far, but uh, these later rounds are going to be interesting. Especially, yeah, this Warriors Rocket Series just got a lot more interesting if KD's out. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. Look, I'm not trying to be – uh, negative towards k d at all I think he's a great player. I think he's you know good person too actually. I met him at a Talib Qualey concert like nine years ago. oh wow super nice guy so uh yeah hope he's uh, hope he can recover from whatever the injury is and hopefully it's not an Achilles injury because those things are tough to come back from
5: yeah well, so um on that note, we ask everyone that joins us right now during the playoffs who their finals pick, and then who their winner of the finals is going to be. So since we got you on the line right now, Oliver, who do you think Ooh. with the news? Yeah, I got to go from?
3: Houston, guys. Got to do it. Got to do it for uh, for the three years that I've been wrong. I'll just keep banging the drum until it happens. Now I'll <laughs> say it's been three years that I picked Virginia in the NCAA March Madness bracket thing, and they finally did it. They finally did it. I all sat I there and right. I was like all right all 1 for it. 3 it's not yeah. bad but uh I'll go Houston this last... is my last chance with Houston <laughs> absolutely done with this team if I can if I if they can't win this and uh there's no hope I mean look this is like Chris Paul it, oh man they just uh, the age it's getting up there I'm getting worried I'm getting worried about this team <laughs> uh Harden's got a lot of miles on his legs already and they just keep running him into the ground so I'm uh, I'm I'm holding out hope that Houston gets a championship there because they uh, they've done a lot to try and beat this Warriors team. Actually, to be honest with you, even if they just beat the Warriors, I think that's enough of a success for this team. But I'd like to see them win the championship too. So I'll go with them. But Milwaukee, man, they look good. Man, they look good. I I I don't know if there's a better team yeah, in the Eastern Conference true. than Milwaukee right now. So I, I wouldn't rule them out. And the way Giannis is playing right now, if he can keep keep that up. I don't know. Even Houston, I don't think Houston, Golden State, whoever they match up against, I think they got a real fair chance to to beat whoever's coming out of the West.
4: That's exactly what I've been saying. I've been mm-hmm. predicting, you know, Bad unfortunately app- until what just happened, you know, Golden State out of the West and uh, Milwaukee out of the East, with you know, Milwaukee obviously taking it because their team just plays at an undeniable feverish feverish level. They just—it's team basketball. It's 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 amazing.
3: Yeah, Bud has done a really good job with them. Giannis has been playing amazing. Um, they play, yeah, like you said, team basketball. And then I think the thing that people don't really think about too often, but I think it's really crucial in the playoffs. Like right now, the Warriors and Rockets are beating each other up, like beating each other to yep. a bloody pulp.
4: Yep.
3: And then whoever comes out of that series is going to have to play another series, and they're probably going to go seven games because what's going to happen is that Houston's going to be tired or Golden State's going to be tired after this long series that should have been the Western Conference finals that didn't end up becoming that. And so now you have this Milwaukee team that should, you know, have theoretically more rest and whoever they play whether it's Toronto, Philly, whatever, um I think they've got a fair chance to to take it off uh pretty pretty quickly, you know, run them off the court in 5 or 6 and they're just sitting waiting for the finals. Man, that's dangerous. I don't want Giannis on rest. I don't want any of those guys (laughs) on rest, but Giannis specifically. I just put yourself in like, yeah, just one of the defenders' shoes when Giannis is coming down the court. I don't know if there's much more. I mean, LeBron James is way up there too, but like, you just you do. I just walk off the floor. I just run back to the locker room, hide, and uh, (laughs) pray, and that's it. Take your time. Take your dunk. I'm, there you go. I'm just wait for the ball to yeah. go to the rim and I'll take it. I rest. think
4: LeBron not, would step out of Giannis'
3: way, way if it. he was smart. Yeah, he's just he's a freak. I mean, we, they they call him that, but he just crazy. crazy. The crazy Greek freak. I'm, the freak
2: I'm telling you, underrated is George Hill on that team. He's been killing it this playoff. Like what he brings to that team was like, man, it's crazy.
3: He's a playoff guy, man. Yeah, he's a, he he needs well, to make up for make last up for year. Last but year. seriously, I, I think. Those are the types of guys you need on teams. You need those glue guys, those guys who aren't going to necessarily fill the box score up, but just do the right thing every single time down the court. You know, like, I look back in some of the Lakers years, and I'm like, Vujicic, or Blake, or Fisher, or some of these guys yep. that, like, make big shots, big moments. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> My but, like, some of these guys you don't really recognize, you don't really think about, but, like, they – they played roles and they just like fit that role very well. And it doesn't matter what that is. You know, they come up with the big steal late in the game or they make clutch free throws and they make a big shot. But like, those are the guys, that's the difference between winning a championship and not winning one. So a guy like George Hill, I think is invaluable to that team.
2: Yes, sir.
5: Well, Oliver, we, we look forward to seeing we look forward to seeing you around the big three i can't wait to listen to your next podcast come out it's 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 the one you did well,
3: mike conley great yeah for sure yeah i appreciate yeah, it one, yeah that's that, fun that was, i got so royce white again. coming on uh, actually it's coming out tonight so uh number one pick in the big three draft we talk about mental right, health so. we'll talk about uh Big three stuff. We talk about the NBA, all sorts of stuff. So, um, And then uh, I don't know who I have next week or the week after yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Did you touch on him fl- on him flying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We touched on the whole thing. He's, uh, he's right. totally cool with flying, by the way. I'm just going to let you know. He's fine with flying. The thing was is that he wanted to drive to regional locations. So, like, if it was San Antonio to Houston, he wanted to drive. And they wouldn't necessarily let him. And they changed this whole narrative wow. up of him – not wanting to fly or not willing oh. to do it. Instead of what really was happening was he was just like, look, let me drive to San Antonio because it's a couple hours. Let me drive from Philly to New York, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's, a, it's some misinterpretation. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, it drove him out of the league. And, uh, yeah, he talks about it. It's it's cool, man. It's um, He's a good dude. He's smart.
2: Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear it.
5: I'm
3: right
5: well, appreciate it. going to give out your Twitter. For sure. Yeah, no, at Omarone NBA, you,
3: you can follow me there. I know a lot of Laker fans probably hate me for a tweet that I made a few years ago, but you know what? Uh, I like, I like the Lakers. I'm not, I'm, I'm not against them. I'm not, I'm not against anybody in Laker nation. Uh, I, I, you know, I appreciate, uh, the dynasties they had, and uh, I'm hoping they get back to that point at some point. I was just talking to Jason Terry about this today, and uh, he's like, you know, J-Kid is not as bad of a candidate as you think. He is a good dude, man. I'm telling you, he would be good for this team. So uh, I think there's some hope. I think there's some hope and some silver lining here with this Ty Lu situation.
4: That's what i like to hear. That's exactly what i like to hear. <laughs> I hope
3: Okay. I'm hoping I'm right. right. I'm hoping Jason Terry's yeah. there uh, for the Lakers' sake.
4: <laughs> yes. See, so if that happens, I think everybody Are we in the Laker all? Nation will never hate you. I think we're good. All right. I think you'll be good.
3: All right. <laughs> I, I would hope so. I cross my fingers.
4: Yeah. You're good, Narva. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <all my books. laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Oliver, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have all a good day. Hey, you too, thank guys.
3: You, thank Thanks you. a lot.
5: All righty. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, everyone, for listening to our new rebranded, relaunched podcast, Lakers Unfiltered. You can find us on Twitter at Laker Unfiltered or on Instagram at Lakers Unfiltered. Um, either way, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening.